<laughs> basically, if you've got a dit, this fucking don't feel obliged to cut it short if it's gonna like negate the detail. Um, right, Ricky. As soon as you was absent, you can introduce the podcast. No, I don't. I'm fucking. No, I can't. I can't do it. I don't know what to you, say. you can't do it. <laughs> no, you're going to have to do it. I don't know what to say. I've... Welcome back to the bottom third podcast. I'm, I'm... Hi, my name's Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do it. You're, it's you. It's your line, mate. All right, fuck, right. Welcome back to the bottom fucking shit dip podcast. Uh, I'm Dave, soon to be face revealed on TikTok with co-hosts Ricky and Alex. We've got a guest on today, Nick Dunn, I believe. I've just butchered that straight away. Or is that right? That is medium, yes. Right, cuffed it, yes. Roger. Um, it was. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the uh, Raff Reg. He's got his wings. <laughs> Five miles of death. <laughs> no, wow. he's, he's got a, he's he's got a book out called uh, Surviving Heaven, and he is in he's an overall. I'm reincarnated of Jesus. <laughs> a, a, a quick one on that. Have you ever noticed you'd never get Raff Reg Waltz? You get parachute regiment waltz, marine oh, yeah, waltz, yeah. but never Raffred waltz. What does that say about Raffredge? That, that, that's for a reason. <laughs> Why um, would you impersonate anyone from the Raff? Come on, how are Because apparently, you know, the top three, top three and all that. <laughs> but yeah, so to begin with, uh, this is going to become a bottom third podcast tradition. When did you lose your virginity? We need to know. And then you can go straight into your icebreaker. 17. And um, how? Right. Was it the parachute regiment? <laughs> <laughs> was it a martyr? Was it a martyr? No, it was just not a chick that I really fancied at the time, but we're we're friends now, so friends now. I, I, t- I took the I took the hit of either losing her forever as a good friend or just be a friend. So I, I bit the bullet and I thought I've known her since she was twelve. And basically, I'll take her as being a, a long-term friend. Um, Who said she was twelve? Couldn't oh, <laughs> <laughs> resist. Well, she she wasn't twelve. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> no, I don't. Watch this. This will go live. I don't know if that sounds better or worse. I don't. Wait, hold on. Who was twelve here? <laughs> no one was twelve. I I have I had known the person since she was twelve, but it didn't happen at that time. <laughs> you don't need to clarify yourself, right, Roger? <laughs> I was going to say because if, if if people started hearing that, fuck me, the busies will be knocking at my fucking door. Mate, the busies will be knocking at our door at some point with this podcast. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> fucking easy, well. <laughs> um, so introduce yourself, your background. Yeah. Right, uh, background, come from a, a working class family, mum and dad uh, both worked, mum was a hairdresser, then she went into caring, uh, my dad was a miner, and then went into work and fixing the water pipes in the ground, very hard uh, working class, the, the times that you wish kids today would have, like growing up in the the nineties and early two thousands, and you know, basically the discipline, like the the way you, you hear parents go on with their kids that these days, 
they're, they're more like friends and there's no discipline. If I was to back answer my mum or my dad, I'd get a fucking factory reset across the chops. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely agree with that. I've got two daughters and fucking hell, they've got attitude. They just think the world owes them the favour. Ridiculous. Yeah. Alex is always um, backhanding his daughters. No comment. No comment. <laughs> God, we, we, we are going to have the police at this rate. To be honest, um, so, it's not backhanding, Ricky. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, growing up uh, in Ashton, Northumberland, uh, moved to a f- few different places, started, like, in my first eight years of my life in a town called Limehouse, then I moved to Ashington. Um, my mother, my mother's from Ashington. Yeah, I got kicked out of a middle school and then uh, we moved to a, a, another town called Bedlam, not far away. And that's where majority of my friends and people who know me uh, really, you know, I, I finished school there. Um, and then uh, my mum and dad got divorced in 99 and uh, moved back to Ashton. Um, but my, my upbringing, growing up, you know, getting into the army, it was you were down the woods with your friends. You'd see that like stick, and you'd be like, "That's a fucking bazooka, mate!" <laughs> and you know, SMG. <laughs> you know, you know, just like you would improvise. You would. That's what it was like being a kid. Everything was like learning and imagination and stuff like that, and you know, like all them war films on a Saturday and a Sunday afternoon, whether they're in colour or black may, you'll be watching it with your dad or someone else or your family and it just always drawn me to want to join the army by my upbringing and like when I got the chance to like leave school like I remember like being in school and coming in from school and you're, you're seeing the Twin Towers going off and then when I was in college seeing uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, I was just like, I want to be there now. So I finally got the chance. I joined in 2004, um, did six years. Did uh, you know, I wish I was able to have joined a little bit earlier so I was able to experience more green roll soldiering, para-reg style. But I, I, I was fortunate. I... I had a, a bit of a both, but it was more S of SG when I was in. Um, so I, I passed out, joined one para, um, went to Northern Ireland as a penguin. Halfway through Northern Ireland, I, I went to Bryce, did me did me wings, uh, got the got me jumps. Fucking that was uh, fucking fantastic. First one out the door wasn't the first to fucking land because I was pissed. Wet through at eight stone, so I'm not fucking eight stone now. <laughs> oh, it was fucking tremendous, man! The first one out the fucking door, and I was like one of the last to fucking land. <laughs> just clean fatigue, just fucking just watching the fucking the life. My life just dwindled by, and everyone's just spanking in. I was like, what the fuck's going on? So, so which paras were you then? I was one para. One so para. When I was in, when before we finished Catrick, they they said which battalion would you like to choose, um, and I just went one para because 
I looked at the three different battalions, and I know throughout history, it's mainly two and three para getting all the juicy gen, but juicy gen. <laughs> what? Like getting all the juicy. Nowadays, it's more up. juicy Martha, but yeah, Jen. Yeah, Jen's yeah. out the door. Yeah, <laughs> but like something swayed me to one pound, and because of uh... is that because you couldn't count past one? Well, probably. <laughs> yeah. as well. Red's my favourite colour, maroon, so, you know. Red's your favourite, was... should have been an MP. No. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking monkeys. No, I, it was, it was it's, a str- it's a strange fucking thing. Like, people go, well, why did you join one party? Surely you had someone in there. And I was like, no, I didn't. It's because red's my favourite colour and I can cut around with a red DZ flash. Plus, one para I knew through doing my little bit of research, they were the front runners. And obviously, working along Herifad to get the uh, the Royal Irish out of the shit, they always took that as high regards. And obviously, they chose one para to uh, work alongside and form uh, SFSG, so I was quite fortunate with that. Right, well... And yeah, I bet you've done some pretty cool, cool gigs, haven't you? I was, I was gonna say, how does it make, how does it make you feel though that the lengths of the true marine though? <laughs> well, it feels good, doesn't it? I mean, we we have the gliders in our twos, like we were the first airborne infantry. So, what do you think about that? <laughs> Way. I mean, I mean, you wear those wings with pride. I'm surprised Lanks don't have to do fucking jumps just out of like some sort of like gay tradition. But I saw something yesterday. I don't know if it was fucking Ricky that put something up about some fucking lizard. She's the first ever parachutist. I'm thinking. Yeah, it was a few months ago that, but yeah. She was blatantly a bloke with a fucking long hair. <laughs> no, but it's not <laughs> the same though. Like... That's not passing off as a woman in this day and age. Come on. No, but in 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 defence, right? Doing P company, obviously, still massive respect, but. Oh, yes. The difference between joining the parachute regiment and doing P Company is different because you're, you're only going to do it. It's it's two different fucking entities, man. Pe- yeah. And you, people do. Oh wait, she's a paratrooper. Free para's got a fucking platoon uh, commander as a fucking chick, Mate. and apparently the blokes are saying she's on the ball, but she's an officer. Officers <laughs> do fucking the littlest fucking work. It's you parachute regiment, I'd say. Crap hat, innit? That's, that's Everyone's a crap hat, apart from tankies. Apart from tankies? <laughs> yeah, yeah tankies, don't, tankies don't wear a hat. <laughs> they wear a barrier. <laughs> on parade. On, it's on parade, though, innit? Everyone else wears uh, a hat, apart from the tankies. Oh, is it to do with the fads? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah yes. it's to do with twos, yeah. Oh, yeah. right! I was going to yeah, say and like your chippy regiments from back in the day when uh, like twos or whatever the bloody hell they're back in like World War Two, um, yeah, regiments like guards and all that lot, uh, they had hats on. That's why we get called hats. Uh, and then like normal lime infantry had like them chip shop paper fucking hat things. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, that's did you know? That's why they get called chippies. Did you know the the tankies, the RTR, the Royal Tank Regiment, were the first ones to ever wear berries. 
it was introduced. And the reason it's black is because of the oil and stuff, like on, in the tanks. So they have a black berry, and they were the first yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. would make sense. It would make sense to give them fuck as a black berry since the hours in the shit. Yeah, in Greece, no, they're in. Yeah, you know, we, I'm saying but... in the shit with Greece and all that. Um, <laughs> our berry was going to be blue, um, but it was Browning's uh, wife. She went no maroon. You know, she changed it. Yeah. And fuck that out. He'd be weird. cutting around with a fucking blueberry. It's oh, like the fuck. It's like the CEO's fucking um, wife of the Lanks. Fucking, she decided on the maroon stable belt. It's always yeah, wives it? picking out our fucking kit. It just shows it's, women. It's, so, it's lizards getting too involved in it, but you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> behind every great, behind every great man, there's a a nagging woman, isn't there? So. Yeah. It's men being pussy whipped, men being pussy whipped, and the like, wife said, No, I'll decide. It's my regiment using the fucking husband's rank. Yeah, fucking... that's fucking brilliant. But, yeah, like it was, it was great experience, you know. Like, I joined eight and a half stone, piss wet through, fucking scrawny little streak of fucking piss, and blokes were coming off that pre deployment training for Northern Ireland, and they're just they were just. Coming back, looking like fearsome fucking sex machines, and I was shitting myself. I was like, "Man, I'm gonna get chewed. I'm gonna get bummed here. I'm gonna get chewed to fucking bits here." <laughs> but this is, but this is fucking mega. I thought that was just initiations. Yeah, that's... Well, that's great as well. But like, <laughs> honestly, the, just seeing the aura of these fucking fine specimen, I, I, I was nearly banging a wang out. <laughs> you know, but you're shit scared. You're shit scared, uh, but you you just want to get amongst it, and that's why I, I wish I was able to have joined a little, join a little bit earlier. But the delayed because my regiment, my battalion, was on fucking bastard pre-deployment train, so they delayed us joining till they got back. But like, it was funny as fuck because I was I had to go to air companies. Uh, block to check their detail because I had to join A company to go somewhere else be- but, but I originally joined B company um, and I was on my way to A company and the next minute I was getting taken fuck I was taking fire I was like hiding behind some cunts car I'm thinking what the fuck's going on some cunts fucking out the window with a 2-2 fucking shooting us I was like you fucking twat <laughs> honestly man it was fucking mega I, I was like was I'm in, in Dover I was based in Dover when I first joined, and fucking some some someone's in the fucking air company block, fucking raining fucking pellets down at us. I'm like, shit! I've only come to read the fucking uh, orders, man, and I've only been in battalion two fucking minutes, and I'm under attack. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, we had, we had quite a bad fucking thing with air rifles in in the guards for a short. Oh, wait, it it was on company detail, uh, unknown. Uh, Shooter cutting around, <laughs> cutting around the fucking battalion. Oh, I was like, "Oh, um, six, man!" Go on, go on, Ricky. Go on. It's like Northern Ireland, fucking sniper alley, man. Ah, oh, yeah. Mate, on, sorry. In, in the fucking Yorks and Cyprus, we had fucking lads catcalling the fucking pad kids, and eventually it made its way to fucking detail. Stop fucking catcalling the kids. Wait, <laughs> the the, the, the Cyprus is banned. Because we're kicked off with a Russian fucking mafia. <laughs> oh, yeah, what, uh, oh, partial regiments banned from Cyprus. 
Squallies um, are creatures, though, aren't we? We are creatures. Like I would never, no. I would, I would, I would never. If I was married, I wouldn't let my wife live on camp and have my kids around squaddies. Like, oh fuck that! No, no way, no way. I no. could never have a pad wife. I, I, no, I, I, I made that crystal clear. If I was ever going to be in the uh, reg and get married, I would, wouldn't have a pad wife. No fucking way. The way they, the way the pad wives go on, they're fucking creatures. The fucking lot of them. You see him pushing a pram, and and you see him walking on garrison pushing a pram, and you're just like, yeah, like fucking <laughs> The, the the thing the sad thing is man one of the blokes was an Afghan and his best one of his mates was bombing his fucking wife man they end up having the morals they end up having the morals of a soldier the thing, the, the thing is though they were both fucking clued up like fucking proper like kickboxing ninjas and they were having a fucking Mexican standoff and where like mate it was like you know tumbleweeds cutting around the fucking battalion like <laughs> waiting for these two cunts to fucking kick kick off of each other and now it happened I was like. This is fucking shit, isn't it? People are waiting for a fucking scrap here. You've just bombed his fucking wife, and you know it was like when it was like unfortunately, you know, rest in peace, uh, Brian Bud. Fuck me, there were blokes were caning his fucking wife. No sooner he was six foot fucking under, man. But she no, apparently is fucking slag. They, they don't care. So, what was your initiation? Yeah, go on. Well, to be fair, I don't think we've spoke about initiation yet, have we? Yeah, what initiation? Go for it. Initiation. Mm. Uh, do you want to know my initiation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't too fucking bad. I did my initiation in Northern Ireland, um, in Bastion. No, that's Bastion. That's fucking Afghanistan. Fucking cro- uh, what do you call it again? What's the main place in fucking <laughs> Northern Ireland again? Um, oh, Lord, we've got. Valley Kinley, uh, Palace Barry. In South Armagh. Lisbon. Um, oh, but, you know, when you... It's just a me. Just for all the listeners listening here, we've got uh, four right. veterans here. Right. Confirmed, every single one of us is just a walt. We can't <laughs> think of one camp in Northern Ireland. It, 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 it was an army camp. It, it was an army camp anyway, so let's go for that. We'll go for that. <laughs> it was an army camp in South Armagh. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, like fuck, it's fucking mega, isn't it? When you totally fucking go mind fucked, you know that. I can't even remember. I can't it remember what I did yesterday. Never mind what I did in two thousand and fucking five. Fuck's sake! Yeah, so what, it's when you say what's a PTI. Uh, I can't remember. PTI. <laughs> yeah, what's one of them? <laughs> what's your army po- number? Po- I've got a postal tank constructor. Yeah. I've seen some things, man. I've seen some things, man. I've got my army number. So, yeah, I did, I did my initiation uh, in Northern Ireland. So, first, I, when we were uh, in Northern Ireland, it had uh, saunas. And oh, they put me in the dust bag. Were you a ref reg? No, no, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, I wasn't. Unfortunately, I wasn't. <laughs> no. It's meant when you're fucking covered in shit on exercise and they rock up in pristine fucking club and you're like, mate, how's the Hilton fund? <laughs> no, what winds me up, right, this is what winds me up about screws, full screws, all, every single one of them. Whenever it's pissing it down outside, I'm looking at them in the rain and they are bone dry. And they are like, literally with the lads. But they're bone dry yeah. all the time, like how? They have some aura <laughs> deflecting the rain off them because they're like fucking gods. I have never they seen are, a yeah, wet full screw. Never. 
no, no, no. They, are, they are full screws are gods like aren't they're like the godly men you just, just look at them and go i would wank you off mate <laughs> well, a, a section commander a section commander is the best role really i think because you you're, you're still it's with the, the lads it's, the hard, it's one of the hardest like but yeah but you're, probably, you're with yeah. the lads you're still you're still yeah. grafting you're with the lads but you you can pass on fucking shit to other people but you're still with the lads once you get to sergeant you then become a bit more yeah. office based aren't you do you know what i mean yeah, I yeah. hate every single uh, sergeant I've ever come across. Because you're always in the fucking getting, always getting aggied. No, because they're all fucking you, useless cunts. I tell you, I tell you what. If I was still in now, I'd have two years left. Fuck, my mates hated it and been wanting to sign off since we passed out, and he's still in there now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's some dedication. Uh, years ago, I was seeing lads that I was private with and seeing them as sergeant majors and that, like, you know, with a pay stick and the hand, shaking hands, taking over, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I remember being a Tom with them on the piss, and now they're a fucking well, that, handing that, over a fucking that's, company. That's like my, uh, one of the lads I was in Afghan with, he was um, Jonesy, he was the, um, he was the sergeant major in front of the Queen's coffin on the on her funeral. No. I was with, I was in Afghan. I was in Afghan with him, and I'm just like, oh, holy shit, times have changed. It's mad, isn't it? When you see when you see one of your old like your old fucking buddies that used to be fucking, you know, yeah. trying to skive with and that, and then suddenly they're a sergeant major. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 a massive reality check, isn't it? Because you just think, fuck me, what what what? You, you do feel a bit envious. I'll be honest. I see it, and you, you do you feel do, a bit envious. You do because you think, well. Would I, if I stayed in, if my life had been different, what, could I have made that rank? Um, I would have been happy as a full screw, me. 22 like, year full screw. Having that, having that stick, that stick of power, mate, I'd love to have that stick. I'm not going to lie. If I ever made Sergeant Major, I'd be an absolute small man drone syndrome well, cunt. I'd fucking I've, annihilate I've, every fuck I mean. I've got a friend now, he's a Sergeant Major, well, he's just got commission now, he's going to be a bassium or whatever now, but he. He, I said, how do, how do you go from being in the army after like 26 years or whatever and then become a civic after being a man of power with a stick and I point at things and go, you know what how hard it is? Scream, really hard. Yeah. The next minute I'll be a civvy and I'll have no power and I'll have some little bimbo saying, uh, can you do this? And I've gone from telling, you know, fucking soldiers what to do and everyone's scared of me to being told what to do by some little fucking 19 year old uni fucking graduate or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Ricky, with with a lot of them, uh, when they get to that point in their career uh, where they're coming out, there's a lot of doors open to them. True, true. Because you've got to remember how many doors for an officer are locked and shut when they leave. Oh uh, yeah, not not many are there. No, I can't, I can't imagine but, like it, it, you know what you know what happened. I signed off. I had a guy run getting me stamps. The 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 last stamp I can't remember is it the R C M O R C M O R C M O yeah yeah takes your ID and he decided to even though he knew me because he was my colour sergeant when I first rocked up top bloke top bloke but he turned up late after half four and I was like I've just missed me fucking train from fucking Cardiff you twat <laughs> you know. <laughs> But the thing is about how well me when I when I started to leave, they just cut me away instead of paid us, and then just rocked up. They're, I remember them ringing us and going, "Donny, where the fuck are you?" I was like, "I'm on the piss at home. How far are you from Newcastle Airport?" I was like, "45 minutes, but I'm pissed. We've got well, there's a helicopter there. Can you get it?" I was like, "No, I'm on the piss. 
I'll come down <laughs> on the train tomorrow. They went, right, I'll tell the sergeant major that. And then next minute, the sergeant major's on the fucking blower. Are you not making that chopper? I went, I'm on the piss, man. <laughs> can you get there? The, can, you, can you get here tomorrow? I went, I'll get the first fucking train from Newcastle. Right, okay. He's a dip for you. So uh, it wasn't bad. It, it was someone else's. But uh, basically, it bomb the spoils are right. And you have, obviously, you, the guy who drives, you've got your operator, which is a sergeant or a bub. And he was smashed out of his head at two o'clock in the morning, Saturday night, and didn't expect a job. Got a fucking job. And he's like, oh, I'm fucking smashed. So he made the lads, like number two, like Maro, go pick him up. He was fucking shit faced and got, got to the job. Obviously, the police are on the job. Uh, he wasn't driving. And it was a grenade, and he just he was smashed out of his head. And he like rock, rocked up, just picked the grenade up, like rubbed it against his jacket, and just put it in his pocket. He was like, "Yeah, Sam, that." He just fucking jumped in the cab, <laughs> fucking just put a grenade. It was a live grenade as well. It was a World War Two Mills Mills grenade. He just fucking put a live grenade in his fucking pocket, like zipped it up, and went, "Yeah, it's a fake. It's all right, no dramas." It's fucking. <laughs> oh, it's, it's... Like I say, um, I know we're just talking and all that, but. Feel free, lads, if you've got any any questions you want to ask me, I will happily happily answer them. If oh. I can't answer them, um, it's probably because I I, I, I can't answer them. Like Next. I can mention Iraq, but I can't mention certain things because we weren't meant to be there. Okay. Nick, here's one for you. Then we'll we'll we'll, yes. we'll jump into the the um, how you ended up in fucking. And for Indian prison, so obviously you left the army, and then tell the yeah. story from leaving the army, getting the close protection, and oh, sorry, yeah, so, maritime security. Yeah, so obviously I left the army, left the reg, two thousand and ten, um, and a friend of mine who I served with basically says, "Are you ever heard of pirates?" And I was, like, <laughs> I, I was, I, I was like, "What, Captain Jack?" Parrot on the shoulder. You, you, you went, no man, you stupid twat. Them skinny fucking ones in Africa. I was like, oh, them fucking twats. Uh, what, what about them? You guys so are starting to make a, a stand and hijack ships and all that. I was like, well, I thought that was all for the fucking Royal Marines and all that. He says, no, it's op- it's a, an open fucking job for everyone. Um, and basically, we're well suited because we've done CT with you know, be, being on ships and this, that, and the other. Plus, we're airborne, we can do fucking everything. I went, wait, that's true. Um, <laughs> if they can do it, we do it better. But um, So I went and done my CP course as well as all my maritime. So I, I, covered, I covered it all, basically. You don't want to just do one and not the other. And it was just maritime that came calling. So you get your foot under the door with maritime... You, you go through different companies, different transits, which is basically you going from A to B on a vessel, protecting it. Um, so I, I had many, you know, t- good times going to different countries, um, going to the old man, Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka's like going on the piss for a holiday. I did that like two, two times for 10 days, getting paid, sitting on the beach, Una Watuna, fucking mint. Can I ask a question? Sorry to interrupt, but can I ask a question? Yeah. I, I remember a friend doing it. He said that, that it was on like a Chinese ship and they were like the, the right peasants, the people who worked on the ship. Oh, and mate, the guys were eating chicken Chinese heads, ship. like chicken heads and rice. Mate, I was on this Chinese ship, right? And they had to kick one of the guys out of the room to give me it. He, he must have been casting. 
there was fucking hair fucking everywhere. Well, anyways, I, I tidied it up. I went, I went, uh, I, I used to bring my own tea bags uh, and sweeteners. And Ubre, I, went Ubre. The, I went to the kitchen, oh my fucking dears. Fucking trying to communicate with that fucking chef. It was fucking tremendous. He was bringing me fucking all sorts. All I wanted was fucking con- uh, some fucking milk. Milk. <laughs> it, to a Chinese person who can't speak a word of fucking English. Oh, he was, he was nearly going through his whole condiments fucking shelf. And I went, mate, that. He went, oh, why didn't you say? <laughs> and I was like, are you taking the fucking piss? Why didn't I? I was been fucking asking for milk, you cheeky cunt. Yeah, I would have been. I'd, I'd have been doing like udders and like sucking my tit and that. <laughs> oh. Bringing brass and that it, in. But, but but it was the only. It was probably the only English he fucking ever knew, and it made me look like a right cunt. And I was like, fair enough. But anyways, as Sorry. you do, you're on. Yeah. You're on the ship. It's 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 great. It's fucking stinking. Well, you crack on because you're on fucking top dollar and you just think, well, I'm on here for 13 days, getting a suntan, doing a couple of hours watch. Mate, it's mundane, but you just think of the money and think I'm getting a free fucking suntan and next minute I'm going to be on a beach getting pissed for a couple of days till the next one. So I always use that as a, an incentive to get through the, ju- through the jobs because people used to just lock themselves in that cabin and just fucking... Wank myself to fucking sleep, you know. I did that, but you know, I, I I like I like to learn, and I used to speak with all the crew and stuff like that. Which speaking to Chinese people is quite fucking difficult. Got to speak like a fucking child, uh, like a child robot, just so they try and understand, and then they nod in the head, and they don't understand, and it makes you fucking rage, and you just think, oh, fuck off, Jetly. Right, and uh, <laughs> fucking gently. I <laughs> 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 got right. What was the question to begin with? Right, how, how did you end up in jail? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ricky mentioned the Chinese. Yeah, sorry, no. Get to how, how did you end honestly, up? Honestly, so build up right, to the, the um, jail. But yeah. Honestly, the the service some mad food on Chinese vessels. We had octopus. The lads looked at him and went, "Oh fuck that!" I went, "Give that country. I'm eating that." I'm, I'm in, I'm, I was in the rage. I was in the rage. We eat fucking everything. We appreciate everything we get given because we get fuck all. Um, so, like I say, I joined the company. Who I end up fortunate to take a tour of an Indian hotel. Wait for. Uh, we're just. Basically, ceased operations um, on the 12th of October 2013. And the sea was pretty choppy. It was, there was a storm brewing. (laughs) And under maritime law, in acts of severe weather, acts of God, as they like to call them, you can seek shelter in a neighbouring country but you don't have to inform them. You only need to inform the Coast Guard if you're coming to port. Well, we were not coming to port, so therefore we do not need to inform them. But we informed them anyways, just to say we've came to seek shelter, because, you know, you it's better to 
would be a bad. Use a bit of. It's better to use a bit of forward thinking than just let them assume. You know that Indians, after all, are fucking not the brightest of people when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> but, um, like, you know, people might fucking think I'm being out of order. I'm telling it how I fucking seen it, and yeah. you know, yeah. my ex is Indian. I've got some great Indian friends that I met there in India. But when you see them in their own backyard, compared to how they are in our country, they are worlds apart from each other. Worlds apart, I shit you fucking not. Seen no Indian street food, mate. I've seen Indian street food, so yeah. Yeah. Hold on, were 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 they more stupid in the UK or in India? In India, India. right, Roger. In, they, they are educated when they, you see them in the UK. Educated. Fucking hell. And um, they are they're, they're fucking mental. I've got some pictures, <laughs> videos. Okay. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Sorry, that's my phone ringing. Alex is just having a little mom. bit of a raid. Like, you're fucking short braid. I thought that was some Indian music there. Fucking short braid. No, no, I, I tell you what, I've got, a vi- I've got a video on my phone of this fucking Indian wife on the street with a little pet monkey on a chain. A chain? <laughs> on a chain. Little <laughs> pet monkey on a chain. I don't quite fully understand how that works. Man, what is going on with this podcast? <laughs> How big was a chin? How big was a chin? How big was a monkey? <laughs> it was a, you know that you know what yes, you know what yes Ventura? That monkey. Oh that yeah. Monkey. Yeah, that monkey. <laughs> Fucking mad. So right, anyway, come on then, carry on. I wanna I wanna know getting how back, getting, getting, back, getting back, getting back, getting you know, excited. Right, you're, you're in the water. Why does all things go shit when you talk to blokes from the army? You know, when you talk to non-army people, you, you're a bit more, you know, I know what I'm going to say, but when it, you're talking with military people, it just goes to fucking shit. And that's, Ad, admin, and it admin vortex. Admin vortex. So like, <laughs> that's definitely fucking true. It's easier uh, to bluff it to a civvy, though. Because yeah. you can make yes. shit up along the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah they will never know. Yeah, so yeah. basically, when I was in Afghan, yeah, we got well, by yeah, the every three hours. Basically, yeah. So basically, <laughs> yeah, so basically, we're... Uh, we're in the coast of Manan, uh, in the southwest, uh, southeast of India, seeking shelter, and <laughs> we were close enough to have the Indians uh, connect to their local phones. And according to the crack, whether this is true or not, I think it's ninety-nine point nine percent true. The second officer whinged on because you didn't get paid to the local boys on land and i 100 percent definitely fucking on hand on heart he's mentioned the weapons and created a fucking story or our agent is sold were down the river one of them two is fucking true if not both because when we got boarded in the fucking dark of dark nights in the middle of the fucking sea and they just say, go to port, and you're going two nautical miles when you're, and that will take hours. We're only an hour and a half away if, if say, we were going 10 knots. So we were going even slower. And when now you're we talking came, Navy now. You're talking Navy. Good oh, I know, God. I know. And I thought they were parallel, say, fucking nauticals and... Yeah, I know it was, it, was, it, was, it was it was so strange learning all that cape by day in maritime. I felt fucking weird. Um, but we yeah. were coming in. We're coming into port. The 
one of the Coast Guard's weapon on the bridge, didn't even mutter a word to say, go to port. As we're coming into port, I said to the TDO, one of the uh, English guys in charge of the security, I went, why we're going so slow? He goes, I have no idea, but I'm sure we'll find out. And as we got closer to port, I must have counted about 50 non-workers. This is 50 police, media, other people on the side of the port as we were coming in. And I was thinking, this doesn't look good. If you have just apprehended someone, there's not, there's not going to be all that at the port. I 100% believe this was a seizure exercise because the UK and India were going through trade deals and we're getting used 100%. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. We, we've, the agent Dobbin were in for cash because it's funny enough, he didn't get arrested. Uh, the the money that was spent for food, fuel, and provisions, only twenty grand was actually spent. So where did the rest of the money go? And you you know it, it makes you fucking sick when you're in the courtroom and you're hearing all this and you you can I interrupt quickly? Sick. I'll interrupt yes. quickly. But at the one time that it, Rishi Sunak being in power would have helped because he's got Indian roots. He he, he gets on like when they met, like father and son, they cuddled and everything. But if he'd have been in power, you probably would have got out quicker. But anyways, that's the only time Rishi Sunak would have been. I thought, I thought, I thought if we had a fucking woman, that would have helped, but that didn't help either. It took a man <laughs> and then he died to get me out of prison, but never mind. That's how much they valued my service and everyone else's. Oh. Uh, I so, remember, I remember it, mate. I remember it like yesterday, reading about it. It was so fucking so, mad. We came to port, it became a fucking absolute gang fuck. We, you know, we were stopping people coming on because they were like, who the fuck are you? Get off this fucking ship now. We weren't showing any ID or anything, so we kind of upset them by putting a security on the gangway, but it had to be done because this is how stupid they are. They would literally have boarded that little vessel till it capsized. 100%. That's how fucking... <laughs> that's how stupid and dense they are. They've got no forward thinking of health and safety. They are just fucking lunatics. Until uh, it capsized me. <laughs> Sorry, very fucking funny. So we're, on, we're going through the procedures, showing all the paperwork, showing the weapons, the certificates, blah, blah. The weapons were locked away, penny boxed, you name it. We didn't have any uh, access to them apart from the TGO or the captain. And because there was 35 people on the vessel and there was 35 weapons, these fucking fuck nuggets thought, ooh, they're do maybe they're doing a, a Mumbai-style attack on a nuclear power plant because there's 35 weapons and 35 men. However, only 25 of the men can use them weapons. Biscuits, bro. So that's what they were saying in their media. That's what they were telling their people. So, like, when the day come where they finally, after six days, decided, fuck these bastards, we're going to arrest them now. Um, mind, on day four, they took the weapons away. So if you thought the weapons were, you would have took them away straight away, wouldn't you? Yeah. They waited till four. They waited till four days in port to do that. And on day six, 
it was in the morning, two uh, buses came and the TGO basically was told by the woman in charge, Madame Q Branch. I, if I ever saw her, I'd that's, that's, that's getting that, worse. That, that would make me and her equal to the pain that she's caused me with my mum. So uh, there we go. That's just a, a bit of heartwarming t- take from myself there. But uh, so How's that heartwarming. It's know, definitely yeah. heartwarming for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> it warms my heart knowing she would be miserable. Oh, but anyways. Right, so basically um, it got to the crunch time where they said, we're going to hospital. Little did we know it wasn't a hospital, it was a fucking prison. But never mind, we're not that stupid. We put our uniform on to act like we're not just rag and tag. We're a professional outfit, so we're representing the company. We've done nothing wrong. And... It was the moment of truth. Mind, it was like half seven India time, so four and a half hours behind UK time. My family are aware, you know, my fucking, me, me dad said to me, why, why are we seeing online reports that you're selling weapons to fishermen? So that was another story selling. My no. dad literally said to me, I want to know the truth. What the fuck are you doing? Are you up to He's thinking you're a wrong one, thinking you're an arms dealer. Yeah. <laughs> thinking I was an arms dealer, my dad. And he goes, tell me the truth now. I went, Dad, I'm protecting, I'm doing security. He went, right, okay. That's, you've got my full support. I would, I would have fucking hoped so, you my dad, you twat. But, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, if I was guilty, my family would have still, you know, helped me, but they wouldn't have done and gone to the lengths they did because I would have put my hand up and said, well, I'm guilty. This is on me. But when you're innocent, it's totally different. And you're getting everything of this thrown at you. What do you think your family's going to think? And I I tried ringing my sister. Mine, it's like half three, four o'clock in the UK. She never answered her time. And this is what haunts me and will always haunt me for the rest of my life. Because I've got no memories of me mum speaking. Um, and we had to make our phone calls to our families because we're not going to a hospital. It's a funny hospital when you can't have a fucking watch, a belt, a wallet. Someone who needs glasses couldn't even fucking take them. And, you know, we'll just accept that we're going to prison. Embassy got notified straight away. Um, apparently they were not allowed to gain access to port. Whether that was true or not, we don't know. Um... <laughs> And then I had to ring my mum. My mum was in and out of sleep. A tablet hadn't kicked in. And I literally rung her and I said, look, ma'am, uh, it's not good. I'm going to prison. I don't know when I'll next see you, speak to you. But okay, just to let you know, just to let you know, I love you. And that was her groggy voice is the last memory I've, I got of her speaking. Because she can't speak properly after a double aneurysm. She, she mutters words, which are gobbledygook. And that hurts me. That pains me. And that haunts me every day of my life after that. And I, it, people say it, it does get better. 
maybe, but my, my mum's still alive, so it's a constant reminder. I try not to remind myself of the how it all began, but my mum ha- suffered a double, an- double aneurysm five days before Christmas whilst I was sat in an Indian prison. You know, we, we, got, we, went, we, we went to prison, and the first prison we went to was Palam Courty, which was built by... The British, the British it Raj. Was built, it was built by the British, yeah, by yeah. Indian slaves. So when they saw six British coming into their prison, fuck me, they were dumb cartwheels. They were fucking <laughs> loving it. <laughs> right. Obviously, because I was jacked as fuck, they were like, ooh, nice body, nice body. Because <laughs> they, they all think you're American, so they all try and put an American accent on us. Mate, I'm not American, fuck off. I'm British. Oh, British. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're fucking going. But where we were, Tamil Nadu, every fucker hates them. They call it Bandit County. They, the rest of India hate them. And Tamil Nadu can't, they can't grasp that we used to rule them. And they fucking despise the British. So I, I was thinking, this is fucking fantastic, this. Might right. as well just give us a fucking, might as well just give us a fucking noose already. Let's... It's looking that way. Let's switch fire fucking right a little bit. Right. And fucking uh, get onto some different topics, but that is fucking very interesting. I'm actually genuinely going to buy the book after fucking hearing all that. I want to know. But um, yeah. let's fucking where, switch where, fire where, to... Where can people buy the book, Nick? Yeah, that's good. Amazon. Amazon. Amazon's the best bet, but it is <laughs> uh, on different various uh, of our sites. For the listeners, it's called Amazon. Surviving Hell. Surviving Hell, Surviving not Surviving Heaven. Um, I think you were saying survive in heaven for a sarcastic. Yeah, some people know. I'm yeah. saying some people know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Survive in hell. It's got my lovely face on. Steely Ike. I, I, I tell you what, right? It was fucking tremendous. Some some fuck. I went. That doesn't look like you, Nick. I went. Well, who the fuck does it look like, you twat? Well, to be honest, I was Someone looking said... at the cover and I was like, is that Mark Billy Billingham? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No. It, it's um... got like the same font and everything. It's like all the fucking sass books. Yeah. You have, yeah, you have. I did want it maroon colour because it's surviving. I, I did originally want my book title to be called My Indian Hell, but then they were like, you might have a lot of Upset. Indians get on your case. Yeah. Basically, you sound like you're called Indian Hell. Because I'm, because I'm, you saying Indian, they're going to think the whole of India when it's not, it's just Tamil Nadu. Which... Oh, come and fucking lock you up again. Yeah, but uh, why, why, the real, I want the, they did have do two different fonts like orange and maroon, but with the actual the orange stands out more. So yeah. I, I thought, and yeah, hell and hell being fire and orange and all that. So exactly, yeah. So, but hmm. um, yeah, it was it was it was hard doing the book. It was cathartic as well. You know, it was the first time I sat down and went week one, day one, and all the way through it. And the guy who, which was great because my agent and him, they followed my story, so half the battle was already won. It was just filling in some of the blanks. Question for you. So when you write a book, do you do you just literally speak to someone? They write it because I, I could never write a book. Cause I couldn't fucking write. Oh, but like, oh yeah, you've got autobiographies and fucking. Um... Yeah, well, my book's like a, a a biography. It's practically my life. 
you know, you, you see, you, you, you know, it's the, the first chapter, uh, which is on my TikTok and social media, and read my first chapter of the book, and then it goes back to when I'm popping up my mum, to growing up, joining the Reds, to how it all be, how all of India happened. So it's because the reason why that style of the book is that way is because majority of the books that we were reading in prison, like the Andy McNabb and the uh, Lay Child books, they were all kind of like set in that way where the first chapter is like the, the crunch and then it goes back, say, so many years to the beginning and how you get to that. Can we all just take a moment to say to say how fucking funny they say book, 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 book. Yeah. Say, say book, 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 book. book. <laughs> Sound like fucking but... Fijian. <laughs> but yeah, um, have you, have so you got I... any? Have you got any like dits or anything? I want to get some comedy out for the last like ten minutes of this podcast. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Let's, let, let's, let's get some dits. Oh. I want to hear some stories. Uh, I remember, I remember fucking being in uh, the Oman, fourteen-hour layoff from Afghan, paid by the British embassy, and we just got pissed for fourteen hours. Literally got absolutely fucking hammered. Um, I was comatose in a chair, so a couple of the Royal Marines plonked us in the pool, and then they went, "He's not moving," so that would <laughs> jump in the pool and fucking fish us out, and then, and then, it, and then it got to me coming home. And then the fucking did that fucking test where you've got to walk back forward and then do A to Z back to front. And the captain came out, even though all the trolley dollies and the Marines were like, but he's not causing any problem. And I was like, I just want to go to fucking sleep. I left my passport on the fucking bus. Um, And then the captain went, no, he's too drunk. And the blokes were like, you just want to get into bed. We're military. What are you going to do? Kick off with a trolley dolly or something? I was like, man, this is fucking gay. So I got, <laughs> I got I got chucked off the flight, and so I had to come back by myself. So I had to sober up in some shit little fucking RAF fucking fe- fucking horrible infested little room. So was this a charter then, flight? A military charter flight? You got kicked off? Military oh. charter flight. I you got kicked off a military thought, flight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, surely that's some sort of record in it. Like I don't well, yeah. know. I, I, I don't know anybody else. Like, I just think, think he didn't like reg blocks. Oh. Did you get kicked off a military flight? What the fuck? I don't, well, apparently I was too drunk. <laughs> but, and I, well, before we left the hotel, apparently I puked in the bin and then I puked on the fucking embassy bloke who came to pay the bill. <laughs> <laughs> I've no memory of this, so there could have just been chance shit, but knowing my antics, it probably was true. Did you get charged for that then? Yeah, yeah, I got charged. Yeah. <laughs> what was the fine? 500 quid or something and you, sound, yeah. you said it like it's not much 500 quid well, oh. the, sh- the shell was the shell was banned at the time I think it was during that time when you know that when that guy got uh, shelled to death because he was that stupid he didn't decide he didn't just throw the fire extinguisher down and go mate I'm going to die if you keep going he just carried on going until he died can you remember oh. that no, 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 I, don't. I don't I don't know what the fuck this he, is he, <laughs> I don't know what paint, paint the picture. I don't understand. Is he a firefighter? Is he a squaddy? What's going on? Fire extinguisher. It was, it was a squaddy, and he went into the officer's mess with a fire extinguisher and fucking wrecked the place. So the Sheldon with the fire extinguisher, and he died. It was in the hot. It was in the. It was in the hot British summer, which is quite rare. So what? He was spraying the officers with a fire extinguisher, so the fucking smash his head in with it. No, no, the Sheldon. 
What does he mean, Sheldon? So, Sheldon. Shell, yeah. the wombat shell. That's what we use when we get punished, the shell. So they didn't have, they banned the shell, so they charged us 500 quid. Explain to the listeners and, what a shell is. Ex, ex, explain, explain to the horse what a shell is. <laughs> I, I know what it's on about. So the, in shell, the, in, the shell in, in, is a, it's on, a wombat I, I, shell. Hold on, hold on, I want to hear, hear it from Alex. I want to hear it from Alex. So oh, what okay. a shell so what a shell is is like it's an artillery shell that you have in here you really officers mess or the science mess and when you're getting fucking beasted you have to run round with it. Run round with it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You let back crawls, bunny hops with this fucking wombat shell. It it yeah. was fucking ridiculous. Oh, so we died a heat Yes, basically. I do. Beasted him to death, literally. Yeah, so that so because that happened. Even though he didn't get shelled with the shell, because they don't really have it, he got shelled with a fire uh, hydrant. Ah. Um, right. I, I, thought, I thought he was passing with a fire hydrant. No, he passed out and died. So they banned the shell and they started charging it. Because I remember being in front of the platoon sergeant before going to see the sergeant major, and he was like, you would love to have been getting shelled right now, don't you, you little cunt? I was like... Where well, it beats better than fucking losing five hundred pounds, sir. Yes, <laughs> but <laughs> nah, nah, I didn't get shelled. I was fucking, you know, loads, loads of blo- the, loads of blokes would rather get shelled than lose five hundred quid. Yeah, but I, I got. I've talked about this before. I got a thousand pound fine in Cyprus. I was section two IC, and and we went out on the piss, and me being the responsible one, I got fucking. We weren't out to drink till eighteen hundred, and I got pissed all day. I drank a litre of vodka on the beach after a night shift with no sleep. And um, I ended up losing all the lads and ended up an iron upper and obviously were banned from there. Um, and and I just suddenly come round and I was like, where the fuck am I? I was like, oh my God, I'd lost my phone and everything. And I remember asking some uh, British tourists, I was like, where, where, uh, what time is it? They were like, four, four o'clock. I was like, what? In the morning. And I was like, shit. I was like, and so I panicked. I had no, look, I had a little guard room card for emergencies, borrowed a ta- local taxi driver's phone phoned and they sent a United Nations minibus to pick me up and I knew I was dead and I just thought I'm done now I thought <laughs> and that and I remember the next day walking out my anxiety was through the roof and I could see my OC and my CO sat outside the back of the mess talking about my punishment and I was like you know you just like trying to earwig yeah. there's a gap in the fence and I was, I was thinking I'm, I'm I'm done like my life's over and and a thousand pound fine mate I remember marching in and obviously your OC is like your lawyer he gives you a good report about me yeah. and he just went uh, it starts off at a £1,000 fine. However, because you've got a gleaming record, that brings it down. So in my head, I was like, happy days. He goes, however, you were the you were the Lance Corporal and you led, like, you know, six privates, dragged them down with you. And that takes it back up again. I was like, why, why cock tease me and say that I'm, do you know what I mean? Fucking asshole. Well, that's how Sergeant Majors do it. The, the love it <laughs> sat behind that little desk in fucking no, this was power. CO. This was, this was a commanding oh, officer. Oh, the CO. Oh, wait. £1,000 fine. £1,000 fine. I'm trying to think of like what the worst charges that a King has ever faced, but I, to be honest, whenever they've done something bad, you just don't King hear was, from them for like three months. Even but, well, £1,000 fine. I'm a grown man. I'm a soldier. I've fucking been to Iraq at this point, and I'm getting I'm getting charged £1,000 for being home late. Do you know right. what I mean? I didn't do breaking the law. Right. To be honest, <laughs> what should soldiers not be charged for? I understand an ND, but like getting pissed. Sure, it's the guy that's just like sticking on. I was quite fortunate that I didn't get an ND. Yeah, but an ND, it depends. I think with an ND, obviously, it's 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 a bad weapon handling, and especially an ND because an ND it could happen in the back of an armoured vehicle and around, around, yeah. yeah. It could bounce Mate, around. Fuck it, one of the blokes. Then, sorry, sorry, Ricky. 
No, I'm saying an ND, it could, it could happen in the back of an armoured vehicle and it could bounce around and take out fucking eight men, do you know what I mean? Yeah, one of the lads, one of the lads I uh, ND'd in Afghan when I was in Iraq, man, shot one of the blokes in the arse. Stupid cunt. <laughs> we, we had someone ND with a... He was doing his weapon, he was doing his weapon clean and he fucking didn't realise it had a round in the spout. Ow. We had, yeah, we, we had a lad fuck off about, I've, I think I've said this before to you boys uh, on the, the house, um, we had a boy, uh, one of the lads, ND with a UGL. Oh, is that... Of all things, man. How do you... How is that possible? Do you reckon probably, anyone's we, ever ND'd with a law? But I don't know, probably. <laughs> but um, no, we was fucking, We went out on patrol um, in Afghan and then we got back and the lads, you know, Full of fucking joy because we got back. It was fucking about pulled the trigger. Didn't realise it was around in there. We we had a lad on a technicality, ND with a stripped weapon. What? Uh, right. How? No. So it, 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 it wasn't an ND to to that degree. It was just the fact it was a lance jack as well. Absolute fucking mong. First time touching the sharpshooter in like the fucking nine years he's been in the army. Fucking um picked up the um the fucking trigger mechanism and he was like touching the trigger and he just clicked it and he shit himself and fucking screws looking at him like how the fuck did you manage to ND with a strip weapon? Like, he basically simulated himself NDing. I tell oh, you what. Oh right, so he didn't actually ND no. he just like stri- oh, right, react. Yeah. To be fair mate, it would have been more alley if he did ND with a strip weapon but <laughs> I tell you what, what is it good. with a hammer and a nail? <laughs> I tell you what is good when you witness your first ever runaway gun on the jimpy. That's yeah. what we meant, isn't it? Oh, man. Yeah. We, we had one in Kenya. Just, everyone's just watching the rounds and going, are you going to snap the rounds? Why? <laughs> it's hitting the target. It's, it's it's heading towards the target. Let's put this bit. Us just British went, run away gun and just held it in position. Us as British soldiers, but like when we do the grenade range, we're that untrusted. Like, you know, we have to literally, you have to go in your head, don't you? You get taught fucking pin and you have to go pin grenades and say it to yourself and look and check yeah. before you focus. It's obviously happened where someone's yeah, through the you know, pin, through the pin and dropped is? the grenade. No, do you, know, do you know why that is? Go on. It's so when you're in battle, you don't forget it. Yeah, yeah but it's just... the battle. Nah, fuck yeah. that. Imagine, the... imagine throwing the pin at the enemy. And then drop yeah. the grenade. I don't care how much, right, in all fairness, <laughs> I don't care how much adrenaline is going through you, you will never throw the pin. <laughs> you'll we, be surprised. Yeah, you'll be surprised. Well, the fact yeah. you have to have someone there ready to fucking throw you to the ground in case you make a fucking mong mistake. You, <laughs> you, you know, you, you stand over you, don't that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's just health and safety, mate. But it's shit though, it shouldn't have it. Don't... Yeah, you don't have that in you don't have that in the fucking battlefield, do you? I know I've ne- I've never heard of lads doing a section attack in Iraq with fucking two fucking full screws behind him with high his vest going, No, can't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stupidest right. I don't Aim understand. Aim off the left, mate. Aim off the wind. Left. Left two. Hey, red ass, keep that fucking safe to catch okay. on. <laughs> Right, stop fighting, you're, he's in your rocks. He's in your rocks, fucking monk. I'll tell you what, like, being an Afghan, when I first got to <laughs> Afghan, it was like, we were, because we were SFSG, we were cutting around Bastion, just fucking mixed-dressed mixed baseball caps, and it was funny as fuck, we were mincing around, right? And the the... Bastion RSM with his little fucking stick. I think I don't know what fucking regiment it was. Some shit tip fucking regiment probably. But he was fucking. Who the fuck are you, cunts? We have fucking baseball caps. And one of our bosses went, Sergeant Major. I suggest you stand the fuck down and <laughs> ignore these gentlemen. 
we're not part of you. Go away. And we're honestly, not part of you. <laughs> honestly, because normally they just put that tail between the leg and go, yes, Sergeant Major, but our fucking boss, it was like, who the fuck are you, Con? Fuck off, mate. He was fucking Job's tremendous. Working. Yeah, and then and then our Sergeant Major to the Royal Marines went, hoy, you're not on a fucking ship now. You've just ran the water off, you cunts. They were having five showers a day in Bastion, man. They ran the water off, the stupid cunts. So our Sergeant Major... Them. What the fuck? Yeah. Suppose it is so wet, They would wake up, have a shower, go to fucking scoff, come back, do fizz, then have another shower, then they would fucking be doing some range work, come back, have another shower, then it would become evening scoff, then they'll go for another one, and I'll, honestly, they ran the water off. We're fucking... We're paras, we, don't, we just... Well, once it. a week, man. Best Probably, link, uh, you know, fucking... Oh, links, this boot fucking, Yeah, proper boot necks. They were... Wet, wet, wipe, wet, wipe, wet wipe under the ball sack and that's it, man. That's it, yeah, man. exactly. And uh, they got gripped and, uh, you know, we were like, fuck me, we're barely having a fucking shower a day and these cunts are having fucking five. Yeah, I, do and, you know what? I heard a bit about them in fucking Afghan where they used up all the drinking water, like cleaning themselves. Yeah, but don't get me wrong, they're good blokes, but they lost a pair of NVGs and we're like, you know, if that was us, we'd be back in England before our feet touched the ground. We'll be fucking <laughs> yeah. destroyed. And you know what? Because it was our NVGs, but they'd signed off. They were just, yeah, well, they're not really ours, are they? And we're well, like, you're fucking shit houses, you cunts. Now the Taliban's cutting around the fucking desert with fucking NVGs, you fucking cunts. That 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 uh, that marine who lost the weapon, he was on his fucking promotion card, wasn't he? And and imagine the imagine the fear of losing. I can't even imagine the fear of losing your rifle. Imagine oh, you lose the weapon, Lord. Yeah, you're suddenly patrolling. You suddenly patrolling. You go, oh shit, where's my weapon? <laughs> <laughs> especially especially with all the fucking straps and clips and shit, you can fucking stick it to your fucking. Go on, dude. Do, do Willow. <laughs> shit, I lost my rifle, lads. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I, can't I don't. I don't know how you can even do it though. Like, apparently, oh, my mate's my mate's a bootneck, and what he did, he apparently he was he was navigating right, so he put his his bourbon down, his weapon down, or whatever, and he was trying to figure out where he is or whatever, and then he obviously it's pitch black, and he put his bergen back on, and obviously not his weapon, and obviously he's probably got his map in his hand, and he's fucking tabbing it <laughs> off, and then suddenly he's like. Oh shit, lads! I've lost my rifle. <laughs> I tell you what, there's uh, there's been some mad stories like fucking where before going on exercise we'll be doing a jump, and I, I can't remember who who it was, but the sabotage all of one of the blokes is Bergen. They the they did bring it the stuff, but they took all his like certain stuff out of his Bergen and the shit in fucking bags and put it in, so he couldn't tell the difference and just putting gash in. So when he was on the ground, he was like, do you smell that? And the blokes were like trying not to fucking roll around and laughter. And he opened his top flap and there was just a big bag of fucking human shit. Just <laughs> sat there. He's just like, what the fuck? Hey, I remember, Honestly, I remember, I remember when I was at uh, Iron Foundation College and I remember as a joke, I had some uh, Vicks Vapor rub and I put it around my, my sousat Right, and I went to one of the lads. I went, I think my suicide's broke. Would you check it for us? And he obviously put his eye in his eye side pouring water. And he went, I'm oh, sorry, my, my eyes watering. Let me do my other eye. <laughs> 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 streaming. 
<laughs> I tell you what, I, I snapped my safety catch. Don't ask us how. I snapped my safety catch when I was it in Northern does, Ireland. It doesn't surprise me. That was shit. <laughs> Man, the TMH Honestly, is the other thing that holds still. The fucking the main body fucking shakes. Yeah, like, I, I snapped my fucking uh, safety catch and I said to me, me TL, I went, he goes, you know if we get into a firefight, just hide behind a fucking... Uh, Wall will handle it. <laughs> well, I can't do now. Oh, did that. you snap it on? As in, it snapped. It snapped. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't like because if I pushed the other way, it would fall through the actual mechanism. So it was like snapped. Oh. So I couldn't like. So if I was to press it, it would just fall. It wouldn't go and make me weapon life. Or I was like, this is fucking shit. So How's this happened to me. So it was perme safe, is what you're telling us. Yes. You was on permisafe. That's fucking... <laughs> that, that's shite, that. And then every time, we, every time we would be on a patrol, they'd always pick a fucking barbed wire fence and I would have the fucking chub because I was a new bloke. And all you could see is this fucking wire and then next minute, the turn around and went, where the fuck's that little cunt? Where I fucking spanked in off of the fence, hadn't I? And the next minute, this fucking, this fucking chub fucking wire's fucking flying all over the shop. And I was like, this is fucking shit. I fucking hate Ireland. Fucking every fucking field had a barbed wire fence. I was sick as fuck. I, 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 I remember being in, in training and I remember like not wanting to shoot rams because I didn't want to fucking get my weapon dirty. You know, when you're like, you're, you're, like a night, you know, a night fucking section attack or something. And I'm thinking, try, try not to fucking shoot rams because I didn't want to get my weapon dirty because I couldn't be asked to clean it. So I'm like, literally fucking... Did I try not to fucking fire my weapon just to keep it clean? <laughs> Mate, you know what? That just fucking made me think. I can just imagine some fucking block. Everyone's fucking firing in a fo- like one section's firing. Fucking contact, boom, boom, boom. Just so you don't get your weapon dirty, just going bang, 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 <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Fucking Volsker's walking up to him going, why the fuck aren't you firing? I've got a stoppage corporal. I'm just trying to fucking, just trying to play yeah. the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, when I was going through training... Um, we were doing, we were meant to do a live attack. However, they didn't have enough rounds, so we had to go around going bang, bang. Did, and I never I, felt so embarrassed in my where do you entire remember, life. Do you remember that video of, of it, it, it? It happens all the time. We used to call it a Beirut yeah. unload. And uh, it, basically, you've got rounds left, and like live rounds on a range or whatever, and they don't want to. It's too much paperwork to sign them all back in and shit. So they just go, you get on the, they switch onto automatic and just go, yeah. and fucking gone. Just because it's, it's more hassle it, it, to it's, sign it's, them back it's in. It's more hassle signing all that ammo back yeah. in. So they're just, and then just and then you've like shit. I've just made my weapon mode fucking dirty. Yeah, yeah. and it was you've just, in it. You've yeah. just, you know, when you finish on the range and you, you you go, I'm going to be a straight bloke and start fucking making my life easy. So I'll start cleaning weapon and then they go, right, lads, uh, we've got some ammo that we need to get rid yeah. of. And you're like, you fucking dickhead. Okay, I've just cleaned your weapon. Expanded line on the range. Fucking bearing yeah. fun load. Fucking Mate, nothing grinds yeah. my gears more. Absolutely nothing. When you literally sat around and there is no point starting your fucking weapon cleaning in the field because you know you're going to be doing it for about two days when you get back into camp. But yet they insist, yeah. instead of you getting some fucking scoff and a bit of hydration and just chilling out with, like, just just a bit of morale, all the screws are on top of you. Why aren't you cleaning your weapon? Because I'm in the fucking field, mate. What do you want me to do? Oh, mate? yeah. My rag yeah, in my yeah. fucking weapon cleaning kit is black, mate. What am I supposed to clean it with? 
Oh, I'll tell you what, some of the, the stories from here yeah, from people from that military experience, it's it's fucking it's men, mental. It's absolutely mental. But it's it's all joyful. It makes me laugh. And I think that's why we're a different breed. Yeah. Like, like when the shit a... hits the fan, we laugh. Like when I got blew up in in the mine uh in Afghan with a women when I was top gunner, like Honestly, it happens that so quick. Just a massive dust cloud. Your ears are ringing. And the first thing I did was check if my cock and balls was there. <laughs> was there. You know what I mean? And then next minute, like, everything you see on, like, TV, it's all fucking bullshit. Apart from when they go into slow motion, that does happen. Because I remember, like, trying to climb out of the Wimmick and I started getting shaky fucking leg and I could hear all the people with our metal detectors in proper slow motion, going, don't get out the way. Because <laughs> like, my ears are still ringing. And then, they checked, then they checked around the area of the Wimmick, make sure there, there wasn't any of our minds. But there was this big signature they were picking up just to the right. So if we'd come short and parked, we all three of us would have been brown bread because they were saying it was probably an anti-tank mine of some sort. It was a pressure plate mine that went through the engine block. So, but that day, that off in Afghan, we were all getting mined. I think fucking three vehicles got fucking hit with mines. It was just awful, and it's a horrible tactic. Them cunts used to. What, uh, what year was that? Yeah. 2007, 2008. Do you know what? I've got a question for you, Alex, as well. Do you know, like, obviously, you're fucking signing weapons in and out all the time when you're on guard duties, obviously, yeah. on, like, Buckingham Palace. Every time yeah. you fucking, hand, like, come off fucking stag, do you have to go and clean them or do no. they let, let you off a bit? No, 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 because you have um, um, your sight covers and shit on. Yeah, and you've got yeah, to cover you your guards. The, the thing that pisses me that off of fucking idiots... You know the horse guards where they yeah. stood there with a horse and you're not meant to get close. Oh, yeah. Oh. Big fat sign saying don't touch the horse, but yet... Yeah, yeah. 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 But Jet Li and his fucking family and our lame fuckers <laughs> keep rocking up and 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 you got other people dancers, and they, they do it just to gauge a reaction. They know yeah. fine well they shouldn't be doing what they're yeah. doing, but they do it. And they wonder why they're fucking... fucking joke, man. Yeah. I, if I was the if I was the fucking bloke on the horse, I'll just get the horse to kick the fucker. Just you know, you know a gentle they, kick. they do bite. I I, I think it's a bit of like it's like the horses even know it's like the horses even say get away from the fucking king's guard or whatever. Like they yeah, fucking yeah. get it drilled into them. But what winds me up is how like the British army is a little bit soft when it comes to like tourists. Fair enough, taking pictures oh, yeah. and stuff like that. But if yeah. like the fucking guardsmen had a bit of like soft as a whole, we've gone soft as a whole. If the guardsmen had a bit of like masculinity about them where it was just sort of like they were just constantly shouting and made it like made them almost yeah. scared to get a picture taken of them we'd actually be more you know, like a feared army well you've got to think uh, though sadly it, it, let's be honest now it's a ceremonial duty it, it's obviously the our guards are real soldiers obviously but the now obviously it's the armed police that do the security they're there but realistically it's tradition more than anything the, the, you know the, the soldiers do have ammunition in their rifles so oh. no. No, they don't. They do have they do have rounds in their mags. They oh. are fucking the queen's fucking guard. They've got oh. to. 
Don't you got to be an ass. Hang on, we've got conflicting arguments here. Nick, Nick, I was a guardsman. You don't have ammunition in your in your no. Fucking gear lords. That shit. You're the you're the last line of defence. Why are you going to trust some fucking jobs with copper? Where's the safety catch? Mate, they've got a bayonet. So what you tell right, so anyone that wants to join the guards to protect the king or whatever, don't bother, just join the police and get your fucking duty on fucking Buckingham Palace. You'll actually be protecting then. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing I've heard. I've never heard someone say that. Ruin this day now. When shit hits the fan and there's like seven eleven bombings, I was down in London. Seven eleven? Is that right? No, seven seven seven. Um, I was I was in based in London, and you, what what happens when there's a threat like that is you don't stag on as um like guardsmen in the sense of yeah. red tunic, bearskin and stuff. You go into green kit, and then yeah, if the threat level is high enough, you will get rounds. Wait, they were doing that, weren't they? They were patrolling with the police. Oh, no, that yeah, that was, was that when it? the alert yeah. state went up because of the Manchester bombings, wasn't it? And yeah. the, what they wanted to do is free up police officers, so they stuck soldiers on places like stagging on basically, stuck soldiers on okay. Parliament and stuff I like tell that. You and what, then... It's fucking great, isn't it? The Olympics, a sporting event, but because Theresa May's husband fucked the contract up with G4S. They then had to go, uh, um, excuse me, have you got any biffs from the army to fucking... <laughs> I, know, I know loads of people that did that. And they got, and they got, a, they got a little medal or something, didn't you? Yeah. A coin, they got a coin. A little coin. Got a coin. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your highlight in your British army career? I was a stagger honour in the Olympics in 2012. <laughs> Tell Olympic dates. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've, got, I've got a mate of mine, right, who uh, I've known for a fair few years, yeah, years now. He was an engineer driver, right? So he was, do you know what? If I was to say the ducks, do you know what I mean? The lorries that float, that make a, yeah, uh, yeah, make yeah. a bridge. Yeah, yeah. Are we all on the same song sheet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like a pontoon, like a pontoon. Yeah, yeah, like a pontoon, yeah. 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 It, it, it's, a, it's a lorry on, on land and then it drives into the water and turns into a boat pontoon thing yeah so he yeah. was on he was specialized driver in one of them uh he was based out in germany did six years did absolutely fuck all other than uh security at the olympics <laughs> hell. Yep. there's some you know it is it is like people forget think the the army is just infantry it's not it's uh, no, massive there's a lot, you know, we can't do one without the other. We're all fit as a glove. Um, but as a whole, you know, if you want to have the better experience of the military, join the RAF, because they just go everywhere, don't they? Yeah, If you were to join the military, just say join the RAF, Travel the world, the travel the world, get like humans. Yeah, yes. I fully agree. <laughs> the thing is, I feel like the RAF and the Navy is the only fucking like military branches that come out of the military being more like feminine. Do you know what I mean? Wait, Navy, yeah, yeah, why, yeah. Why do we need a Navy now? Are we going to have Battle of Trafalgar again? No. Fuck the Gosh. Navy, they're fucking shite, pointless, useless. How <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, people man. Someone said the Paris are a bit outdated, to be honest with you, mate. Aeroplane will jump in. You can't challenge twos in aeroplanes, can you? I'm aware of. 
No, okay, you can't. Where, That's where, a, you're that... gonna, where are you going to use a challenger for gun two? Well, where? look at Ukraine. No, you, no, I know it's on the daft, but who thought we'd do trench warfare again? Look at Ukraine now, trench warfare. Fucking hell. It's, it's World War One, World War Two tactics in Ukraine now. Back to, the thing is, if it comes down, when it like really boils down to it, where are you going to hide except for a hole in the ground? Because you've got, exactly. especially yeah, yeah. now, like with all the technology in the sky. Yeah, we, we were always but taught... You're using we? fucking drones for fuck's sake, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, but we were always taught that the, you, you don't do trench warfare now because you, you're a sitting duck. And like now, like say if you're in a trench, you can be... Air support can come in fucking do you in. Helicopters, fucking drones. Wait, what, what are the, what's the main training for the mili- for an infantry unit now? Obia. Oh, whatever it's called these days. It's fucking... not even that. February and Obia. We don't even it... fucking do that anymore. I've, I've literally like, only touched Obia in February once. Because we don't, we're not going to be fighting in the desert anymore. We're going to so be fighting I... in built-up areas. So I... why are you... Hang on, hang on. Right, one at a time. Ricky. Yeah, quick, I'll quickly say, when I joined the army, obviously it was before Iraq and Afghan had kicked off just. And so we were taught a certain way, trained a certain way. And then obviously when Iraq and Afghan that kicked off, it, it, we were then retrained because back back used to used to shoot side like sideways so that you were a smaller target. But then because then when people were getting shot in the side and your body armor plate was on the front. This was the original body armor. You only had a little plate yeah. protecting your heart. And so then we ended up having to retrain to shoot facing forward. It was unnatural um, because we, because we, of what was happening. We train like that. We stopped. Yeah. Uh, uh, Stand and side on because yeah exposed yeah no but yeah that's what I'm saying and what else yeah. we were taught it was when you you know reaction to enemy fire was you know fire a few fucking shots off in the rough direction where you think it's come from and you know go for cover but but then you, everything you were taught you couldn't because then you'd be jumping out your safe lane and you're jumping in a fucking ditch where there's an IED so everything you were taught was cancelled. Yeah. This is what pisses. This is what pisses me off about them cunts in Whitehall, and the 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 they've gone f- so far af- so far from being a military officer to a suit wearer, practically as fucking with a civvy mind. They forget they're an actual fucking military person, and it, it just boggles me what they think we're actually doing on the front line when we're in Afghan, when we're in Iraq, because I don't believe they fully understood what the fuck we were doing. Because the, the, our rule, even our rules of engagement at some point was like, yeah, you were like nearly scared to pull the fucking trigger because you were thinking, am I going to be in front Reap of a fucking... Yeah. Yes, am I going to be in front of a fucking uh, jury? You know... I, I actually know a lad, right? This proper gen up to it. I know a lad, um, I'm not naming him, but he, um, when he was out in Afghan, uh, the third time the guards went out there, um, he actually took a round rather than shooting. Really? Yeah. Gen, gen up. He, he took a round. Happen. Yeah, he took a round because he was too scared to fire his weapon. Isn't that shit though? Us as as, as people who are expected sent to these shitholes, right? Expected like scared to fucking use your weapon, even when you're being fucking contacted because you're scared well, of repercussions because the, the government have not got your back. I'm just glad I was in the unit that I was in because we didn't fall under that fucking shit. But there was there was one thing when we were in uh, Iraq because <laughs> we're working with uh, Herifad. I felt I've never felt so embarrassed. Because we had quite a lot of young Toms come in, and it was their first op, and there was the likely we might have been halfway through 
go to Afghan, but obviously it calmed down over there, so we weren't needed. Um, but going to the weapon unloading bay, you've just done a job, and I'm like stood waiting for a NCO to go, yeah, unload. I was like, mate, I'm on ops with Hereford. <laughs> Can you not fucking? I'm a grown man. Can you not fucking trust us? Trust me, I've yeah. never felt because oh, there was a couple of ex-reg blokes in in uh, G Squad when I was out there, and they, I was chatting away at them, and they were like, "What the fuck are you doing over there?" And I was like, "Do you ask?" Right. I've got an unloading base story. Right. So our CO was SAS, and our OC was SBS. Right. And we was oh, in Afghan, and they came over to this, um, to this camp called RTTK. Don't ask me what it stands for. But before they go into the building, they have to make safe so they can't be made ready. So these two fucking SF blokes are walking up to me, a fucking Kingo. And I've had to say to them, excuse me, sir, do you mind making safe? And obviously they've both, like, wandered over to the fucking loading bay, and they're just, like, doing this alley shit. But it's like the fact that I've had to tell SF blokes that could probably got more trigger discipline than anyone ever. Now I've got to fucking brief them up, do you know what I mean, before they go into yeah. this building, where the fucking glocks are holstered anyway. Well, the I, thing I is, told though, you. We, we, that oh. we used, unless we were, like, going in buildings where we had to physically unload, Americans are anal as fuck. Yeah, you have to, you have to unload when you get on the base, then unload we, before uh, you go in the cookout, so even though you're unloaded already, you have to we, pretend yeah. to unload. Yeah, oh. exactly, it's, it's so anal, but because we were our own little faction, we were our pistols were already loaded. We might not have one main rifle, but we'd always have a pistol and we'd always have a, a mag and a round up the spout because of our nature. But, like, I remember, like... Round up the spout. Before... Yeah, round up the spout. <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> Seeing squeezing of a rounding, the mag. Right? And I remember, like, unloading in this American gourd. Hey man, you got a round up there? And I was like, Yeah, mate, do you not do that? No, man, we only make ready if we get told to. And I was like, Oh, you're fucking shit houses, you cunt, aren't you? <laughs> Honestly, Merrick, the, I remember seeing this little fucking, this little dolly American, and the rifle was nearly as long as that. You know, the proper old school long barreled M16s. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, oh, yeah. It was nearly the length of that, and I thought, This is fucking embarrassing. I think, I think I've told these lads before, but I've, I've, I found a rifle in Iraq, an SC80. We were about to leave Basra Airfield, and as I was leaving, you'd loading up on the, before you leave camp. And I was loading up, and there was a fucking Buxy rifle at the side, of the, just on the loading bay. I was like, happy days. So I, you know, I grabbed it. I was like, happy days, Buxy rifle, um, with a mag on as well. And um, anyways, I was going up the guard room, obviously. I, went, I thought, I'd better hand it in. And so we were going out on the, the, the like, gatehouse, if you like. And literally, the guy was there. He was a, a PWRI guy. He was a full screw, mate. He'd loaded the lads up and put his weapon down to load the lads up and walked off and just left his rifle. <laughs> fucking... Uh, he, he, he was. I've never seen a bloke fucking grovel so much to me. Like, we had a we had a, an American lose his fucking his M4 or whatever it was in Afghan, and there was a two thousand dollar reward for finding it. Jokes. But the thing is, we had LACs come in and out of camp every day. So if they were fucking, if if someone nicked it, they could have easily stripped it and just took like bits of it day by day out of camp. Yeah. yeah. So there's well, no way you're finding it. Well, why would you? Why would you want to 
why would you for a fucking what you know? It's, why would they want to pinch a weapon? And we allowed weapons, weapons in Iraq and that. Right? You're allowed. You're allowed to have one AK-47 for household to protect your house. Yeah, yeah. Sort. One one AK-47, one mag. Um, I remember being on a job in Iraq, and uh, I was part of the uh, DNA team. So we were like, once they had cleared, we'd be straight in doing all the fucking swabs and all that, which was quite good. You know, you're, you're seeing a bit more than instead of just being in a fucking cordon, staring into the abyss of darkness. Um, so they got all the fucking kids and the women on the, in the street. The women's not bothered because they know they're, they're bad guys, but the children, man, you're seeing them crying and screaming. you got the turp on the fucking megaphone, yabbering on, saying, put the weapon down. you got, you know, Hereford on the, on the ladders, lasers fucking all over the shop the fuckers were doing mag changes man he got fucking he got like, obliterated I'll, I'll never forget being in iraq and, and just being out like we were in some fucking dirty little desert track somewhere and then i was like went past his block and he just had an ak-47 just slung over his fucking back just walking along like but that's that's like, i was like what the fuck? i was 18 years old i was like what the fuck and i was like no no that's fine you know we'll just do that <laughs> like, all right yeah it, 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 it does kind of make you think Ooh, like they're the only people i know that take an ak-47 to a wedding and shoot it into the air for for a crack but anyways yeah, yeah. but yeah lads it's been fucking an hour and a half too long yeah right roger well, but like uh... i say um if you want to do like a, a full-on podcast podcast, and I would just been having a bit of a military fucking gang fuck, but if you want to do a proper military one and be serious, that's not a problem. We'll do a, a, another day. Get some questions about fucking everything you want to fucking ask, and we'll do that if you are prepared to do that. Roger. Yeah, we'll definitely have a think about it. But um... Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's getting four fucking military guys and getting them to talk it all goes here well exactly that's what it's about though this is what it's, it's yeah. that's why it's the bottom third podcast with a bunch of fucking monks yeah. man <laughs> hey, you could talk for yourself on that one ricky i'm not a monk i don't know i think we're oh, all that's all exactly all... what a monk would say <laughs> we're all monks i don't think any of us are biffs we are definitely monks. no no, no. Oh, no I, i'm definitely a, i'm definitely a biff oh, mate. i'm just right. an eye he's, he's diffing an eye for fuck's sake uh. biff mong <laughs> <laughs> fucking biff chit lizards <laughs> Lizards, oh, what a fuck. Right, we'll, we'll cut it out anyways. This is the longest podcast we've ever done, double the time. <laughs> so, I'm, a ple- I'm, I'm glad to be a part of that. Awesome. No, cheers for being on, Nick, mate. No problem. That's great. Thank you, lads.